Hey guys, this is Sam, and you're listening to the Facing the Sun podcast, the show that helps shine a light on building a better you. Hi guys, welcome. Happy Monday. Welcome to another episode of Facing the Sun. As always, I'm your host, Sam. And today we're diving into some coaching practices, something that has been coming up very frequently when I work with clients or with potential clients or even just with friends lately now is talking about the nervous system and regulating your nervous system and how it relates to trauma. I think this is becoming a really big trend, especially on social media these days, talking about your nervous system. I've talked about it a lot in my anxious attachment style healing that I'm doing. And it it really is wonderful a wonderful thing to learn about and an even more wonderful thing to have control of. So today I wanted to talk about your nervous system, your parasympathetic nervous system and how it relates to trauma and how we can kind of take control of that area of our life and in our body and mind. So first, let's talk about the nervous system. I always used to joke that I don't have a nervous system. I am a nervous system. (laughs) At least I used to be. And that's the best part about this coaching practice and being a student of my own progression is I know that this stuff works because I've had to do it and am currently doing it in real time. So I'm I'm in the trenches with you, my friends. This is this is hard work, but it's always so good to be aware of because we can notice the progress as well. So what even is your nervous system? The nervous system transmits signals between the brain and the rest of the body, including your internal organs. So your nervous system controls the ability to move, breathe, see, think, and more. This means your nervous system controls your thoughts, your feelings, your senses, your responses, and so much more. I like to refer to it as the command center for your body. So this is this thing is in charge of a lot, guys. And if we don't know what's triggering it or how it responds to things, then we're kind of just moving through life blind, which doesn't really sound fun at all. So in relation to trauma or, you know, dysregulation, how does our system get dysregulated? In periods of stress or trauma, the body's flight or fight response is activated. Think about a traumatic event that happened that you seem to be reliving over in your head, heartbreak, a car accident, moments from your childhood. In those periods, your body activates fight or flight response. So your brain signals to send adrenaline and cortisol dumping into your system to either fight the threat that it thinks it's coming or run away from it. A normally regulated nervous system experiences a stress but returns to normal after the threat has passed, but this period during which you have the ability to self-regulate is called the window of tolerance. Most people move through several cycles of these daily, uh, like one example is rushing to get somewhere and running late, but relaxing once you reach your destination at the, on time. However, like your system works very differently when your body is reacting to trauma. Traumatic events push the nervous system outside its ability to regulate itself. For some, you can get stuck in the on position with that adrenaline and cortisol, right? You're overly stimulated. You're unable to calm yourself down. This can present as anxiety, anger, restlessness, panic, and hyperactivity can all result when you stay in this ready-to-react mode. This hyper-arousal state is stressful for every system in your body. It is exhausting, which is why if you're stuck in that fight-or-flight response, you can feel 
tired at the end of the day or in the middle of the day, you can go one way or the other. You can be on or you can be stuck in the off position, which results in depression, disconnection, fatigue, and lethargy. People usually oscillate between these highs and lows because your body can't regulate and be somewhere in the middle, right? In extreme cases, an ongoing trauma, complex PTSD can result. Uh, But I really want to talk about how the hell do I calm down? So if you're feeling these things, if you're noticing that you're stressed, you're anxious, you can't really sit still, you're constantly worried, or you're the exact opposite, you're in the off position, you're, you're depressed, you're disconnected, you just don't have that motivation that you used to have, let's talk about how the hell do I calm down. There are a lot of different ways to do this, and this is the work, the individual work that people don't talk about, is finding which one works best for you. On a lot of these episodes in this podcast, we talk about two kind of game changer baseline things. The first thing is journaling. The second thing is meditating. And what this does, what meditation does is it allows you to access your mind and notice that response that's happening in your brain and respond to it instead of reacting to it. This is a big, big thing for me. I literally have a sticky note on my monitor on my computer that says respond instead of react. So you're going to get triggered. I promise you for the rest of your life, shit's going to happen where your nervous system triggers you into fight or flight. This is not a podcast telling you how to get away from that because you'd just be staying in your house for the rest of your life and never doing anything. And we don't want that. I want you to have a happy, fun experience and experience the fullness of life. So what we're going to do is we're going to learn how to notice when our nervous system is triggered and do what's best for us to complete that process, let everything flush out, and then return to a more calm, peaceful state of being instead of being constantly stuck in that off or on position. So meditation is great because we're going to be aware of what's going on. You can look at your brain and say, oh, shit, we're really triggered right now. We have a lot of anxiety. We're really angry. I'm kind of panicking. Okay, I know this. I've recognized this before. I know this is a normal response. What do I need to do to help it flush that out? A couple of things that I love to do is I'll take a couple deep breaths, flood my brain with oxygen. That's always a good thing to do. You breathe in for four, hold for four, and then exhale for four seconds. Another great thing is to try and change your scenery, whether that's if you're at home, if you're just getting up from your desk, maybe walking into the kitchen, making some food, taking a walk outside. I do that a lot. Being outside and being in nature really, really helps kind of ground me and bring me back when I start to ruminate in those spaces of being constantly turned off or on in that fight or flight. And journaling is a great thing too, because it allows me to brain dump all of those ruminating thoughts onto a page and kind of just let them go. I'm a writer. I have been for my whole life. So this is a very common practice for me. But if you've never journaled before and you're like, I don't know where to start. I don't even know what I'd write about. Just brain dump for two or three pages. It doesn't have to be about anything important. Just talk to yourself. Today I'm doing this. I'm feeling this way. I'm doing this tonight or I'm really excited about the weekend. Just document and notice that voice inside your head talking. Okay. Journaling, meditating, great things. Another great thing to do is identify or focus on a word or thing that's calming. I have a dog. His name is Apollo. He's the best. 
it is so helpful for me to either call him over to my desk or go wherever he is. He usually sleeps in the bathroom because he loves the cold tile on the floor, but I'll go into the bathroom, give him some love, kind of just focus on his calm and steady breathing to help bring me back, right? That's a super, super helpful tool. Another big one that I've been dying on the hill of recently because I'm doing it every day is cold exposure therapy. I believe I've talked about this in the anxious attachment episode when I first introduced it, but we've been doing it for a minute now and holy shit guys, like I'm so mad that that's the answer, but it really is because I was a swimmer for 14 years, a competitive swimmer. I did really well. Um, you know, achieved a lot of really cool things. And I had to get in a cold pool every morning for 14 years at 5.15. And you know what? I was really bitter that all of a sudden I had to be doing that again because I thought I got away from it. But this time it's even colder. And this time I don't get to move around to warm up. You sit, you have to sit in it. So what this cold exposure therapy does is it mimics putting your nervous system into a triggering environment. It's a little bit of a state of shock, right? You dunk into this cold water, it's freezing. We kind of want to start to hyperventilate. We kind of start to panic because we don't want to be in there. And what we do in real time, you are teaching your brain and nervous system how to calm down after that fight or flight response is triggered. So they usually recommend anywhere from three to five minutes. And I've been chilling around the four minute mark. Sometimes it's like three because it's really cold. But what I do is I will talk to myself, say, okay, this is a lot. This is really cold, but you know what? It's just cold and you're going to be fine. This is not going to kill you. This is going to make you better. This is the hardest thing you're going to do all day. So that means the rest of your day, you're going to be on top of it. I'll do my deep breathing in for four seconds, hold for four, out for four. And it is literally retraining my nervous system to be able to have that higher stress tolerance or that window of tolerance for when I get triggered by other things in the future. So what that looks like when I translate that into my everyday life, let's say something happens that triggers me, someone says something that, you know, brings a response back to my nervous system. Your nervous system can only operate based in the past, on past experiences. It cannot live in the future. So your nervous system is going to respond and try to protect you from something based on what happened in the past. This is why trauma keeps resurfacing, right? If I'm, you know, in a healthy relationship now, that's great, but I don't know how that's going to look in the future. So my nervous system is going to operate on past relationship experience, which if you know me at all has not been super great, right? So it's my job when I get triggered in this relationship, this healthy relationship to retrain my nervous system to respond in a positive way, to not always assume the worst. But based on trauma, it does that sometimes, right? It's totally normal. Our body is just trying to protect us from something that happened in the past. But it's our job to recognize that and move forward and teach it something new. So that's, I mean, cold exposure therapy is brutal, guys. I'm not going to lie, especially right now in the winter. It's freezing outside. Sometimes there's a breeze and you just, you don't want to do it. You don't want to get in the damn cold tub. But we're doing it. And who would I be to tell you to do all these things if I was not doing them myself? But I can tell you with full transparency and honesty, I have noticed such a major shift in so many aspects of my life from doing this. I am able to communicate more clearly instead of reacting. You know, I respond instead of react. My just overall perspective 
of life, I feel like, is just healing so much. We're assuming the positive instead of assuming the negative because it's all going to be fine. We're all going to be fine. So if you're interested in learning how to regulate your nervous system, that is where I would start. Meditation, journaling, and cold exposure therapy. If you don't have a cold plunge tub, we got one from Tractor Supply, just a 110-gallon Rubbermaid tank that we just put on cinder blocks out on the patio. But I, at my house, I have a tub. So just fill up the tub with cold water. I know it's, it's horrible. If you don't have a tub, do a cold shower at the end of your shower in the morning, just turn the water to cold and see if you can sit in that cold water and breathe for two to three minutes. Anyone can do it. You don't have to invest a lot of money in one of those, you know, $5,000 cold plunge tubs, even though I really, really want one of those eventually. Uh, But when you get out, in my case, because I have some really deep-seated trauma, I try to let my body regulate back to a normal body temperature after I do my cold plunge for a couple of minutes. But if you're just getting started and you need to turn the water back to hot in the shower after you do your cold exposure, please do. There is no right or wrong way to do this if you're just trying to figure it out and be patient with yourself. When I first started doing this, I could barely stay in for a minute. You know, it's, it's, don't expect yourself to be sitting for five to 10 minutes on the first try. If you do, holy shit, props to you. I'm very proud of you. But don't compare yourself to others. Comparison is a thief of joy. I tell myself this all the time. So that is what we are working on currently. I think that's a lot of brain dump information for you guys. But if you're interested in unpacking this and getting some coaching practices and tips on how to do this, please feel free to reach out. This is something I'm working with uh, with a lot of my clients right now and something I'm really just enjoying learning about myself. So if you guys have questions, you know, comments, concerns, please, please feel free to message me on Instagram or on TikTok, or you can send me an email that's in the episode description here at the bottom. I appreciate you guys as always. Thank you for listening. And if you have any questions about things you'd like to hear about from a life coaching perspective, I would love to hear them. Uh, So please drop me a note and we can talk about them on next week's episode. Have a great day. Thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate you. If you want to keep up with all the happenings, be sure to like, follow, subscribe. You know the drill. You can also find me on Instagram at samadams7 and find out more about the biz at sunfloweragencies.com. That's S-N-F-L-W-R agencies.com. Thanks, guys.